0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 314 of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for sticking around with me for 314 episodes. If you've missed any of these, head over to youtube.com pokercoaching, click on the playlist tab, and navigate to Weekly Poker Hand. They are all there for you. So I raise it up to 150 bucks from the low jack seat with Ace King offsuit, playing 2550. Furman calls in the high jack seat with Queen Jack offsuit. I would tell him to immediately start three betting or folding this hand every time. Queen Jack offsuit is a very bad hand to flat call with because it flops okay, but non-nut hands, and that's exactly where you don't want to be playing 200 big blinds deep. So start taking all these offsuit hands like King Jack, King Ten, Queen Jack, Ace Ten. And 3-bet them or fold them, and you will make way more money from poker. So, he calls. Jennifer Tilly calls small blind with a 7 offsuit. Same story. I would tell her here, 3 better fold this. Dan Zach calls king 10 offsuit, which you may think, um, you know, same logic would apply, but it actually doesn't because he's closing the action. The issue is that when Furman calls, if someone yet to act 3-bets, he should probably fold, and that's miserable. Same thing with Jennifer Tilly. If she calls, if... Zach 3-bets, it's miserable. Now, you may say Dan Zach's not going to 3-bet all that often, which is true, but um, Tilly's problem here is that she's playing out of position with a hand that's very likely dominated. Whereas um, now Dan Zach is closing the action, and he knows he's never going to get 3-bet, and he has to put in the least amount of money. So of these three calls, Dan Zach's is the only one that I think is reasonable. The other two players, Furman and Tilly, should have either 3-bet or folded every time. All right, let's see a four-way flop. A lot of people look at this and say, oh, no, four-way flop with ace-king. This is terrible, but it's fine. Realize here, pre-flop, we have 32% equity when we put in 25% of the money, which means we're profiting a lot. Notice here, Jennifer Tilly is going to be severely dominated in this spot, and you know she put in 25% of the money but only has 15% equity, and she's out of position, so she's even going to realize less than this. So it's a very, very bad spot for her to be in, which is why you'd rather three-better fold. Oh, and here it is, the bad spot for her. Plot comes a 6-2. This is great for me. I'm definitely going to be value betting. I have the best hand every time. I think we can make a small bet in this scenario. Pot 600. I'm probably going to bet somewhere between 200 and 400, depending on the read I get on my opponents. If I am pretty convinced the opponents, like one of the opponents likes their hand, meaning I think they have an ace, I think we have an ace. I'm just gonna bet on the bigger side, right? Just to get full value. If I have no reads, I'm probably gonna go something like 300 in a deep stack cash game. Notice we are all playing about $10,000 deep, right? So 200 big blinds. Um, So yeah, something like that is generally my thoughts here. I did go 350, so maybe I got the vibe that one of my opponents liked their hand. Maybe Jennifer Tilly. She does call, which is great. I have the best hand here virtually every time. Turns a nine. And um, if Jennifer Tilly checks, I'm just going to continue betting turn, and I'm going to continue betting river. This is the classic spot where you want to be betting until you get raised. In a lot of cash games, when your opponents do check raise you, they have a very, very strong hand. But um, whenever they check call, they have the worst hand basically every time. So Jennifer Tilly's drinking her drink. I'm not exactly sure what's happened. She checks. I do bet 800, which I think is Great. Nice, solid bet to keep all the ace-x in. I could maybe even go a little bit bigger in reality. I, I kind of wish I would have bet bigger in this spot. Um, pot was... How much was the pot? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Pot was 1,200. I bet 800. I could probably even go a 1,000 because whenever Jennifer Tilly does check call the flop, she's going to fold out any six on the turn. And if she folds out any six or worse on the turn, then I might as well just bet bigger and got more money in against an ace. So I think I could probably get a little bit greedy there and bet bigger than normal. Rivers of four, which is, whoops, which is, again, great for me. If Jennifer Tilly checks, I should go for a value again. Unless there's some world where I just, like, know she has the nuts, which I can very rarely know. So pot is now 2,900, and Jennifer Tilly makes an interesting play of leading for 1,500 bucks. <clears throat> Ace, six two nine four. All the draws missed. Do I ever fold here? I mean, obviously not. (laughs) I have one of the best hands I could have. This is a situation where in live poker, if you just, like, know definitively that your opponents never, ever, ever lead without the nuts, nuts being two pair better here, then you could conceivably fold this hand. But when you are playing against players you do not know, do not project reads onto them. And in this spot, I do think Jennifer Tilly is going to have me beat a lot. But when I say a lot, is it like... 75% of the time or 90% of the time or 55% of the time. I don't know. And the thing is, pot odds exist, right? Here I need to be good 25% of the time to justify calling. And I certainly am going to be good 25% of the time here. Probably going to be good more most of the time. So anyway, she does bet. I make the easy call and we win. So how should Jennifer Tilly have played this hand? Notice that if she would have just folded preflop, she would have lost $0 in this hand or she would have lost her small blind, 25 bucks, right? Instead, she ends up losing something like $2,500 here. And I think it was just completely unnecessary. So by playing just tighter preflop and not splashing around with hands that tend to be very, very dominated, that will save you a lot of headaches and a lot of money long-term. So this was a completely unnecessary loss for her, and I hope she fixes this leak because this is an easy one to fix. Whenever my students come to me, by the way, I usually review as many hands from them as I can, and I will pinpoint very clear things that they are doing incorrectly. And from reviewing these last few episodes of Weekly Poker Hand, it seems like Jennifer Tilly just plays a few too many hands that tend to be very dominated. And, um, well, Jennifer, for listening, I want you to become a better poker player, and an easy way to clear up a lot of leaks is to just play a little bit tighter. I know it may not be as fun, and I do realize a lot of players play poker purely because it's fun, and if you have to start playing poker in a manner that is not fun to you, well, then you don't want to play. Which is, hey, fine and good. But if you want to win more money from poker or lose less from poker or wherever, wherever you are, I don't I have no clue what the results are, but if you want to have better results, an easy way to do that is to just play better cards. And especially if you're playing against players who are not like really world class, the easiest way to beat them is to just straight up play better cards than they do, which often ends up resulting in you playing a little bit tight, a little bit aggressive. But that's okay. You don't have to be involved in every single pot. If you feel like you have to be involved in every single pot, an easy way to make you feel a little bit more involved in every pot is to make sure you're actively putting players on ranges every time that you're not in the hand, and when you're also in the hand. And then see if the range you give your opponent lines up with what they actually have when they sporadically do get to showdown. That will keep you in the game, it will keep you thinking, and that's a way for you to be a little bit more involved without actually, you know, having action in the hand. So... Anyway, I just want to help everyone who wants to help themselves improve their skills at poker, and that really is the purpose of this podcast. So, hope you enjoyed it. Good luck in your games. Have fun. If you like this podcast, click like, click subscribe, leave a review. That goes a long way to helping me help other people who want to improve their skills. Good luck, have fun, and I'll talk to you next week.